Relax and take notes while I take totes of the marijuana smoke. Throw you in a choke, gun smoke, gun smoke. Biggie smokes for mayor, the rock slayer, the hooker layer. Motherfucker, say your prayers. All right, let's get into it. Let's go. We are back. What is up, you freaks? You freaks. How's it going? You, you okay? You okay, man? What's going on, man? Did you have a good time? Oh, that's a good tune, man. That's a good little remix. I can't find that on iTunes. YouTube has the best remixes. Really do. If you want shit like that, like 90s mixed with, I don't know, just, just chill instrumental, YouTube is the place to go. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Like that, that would chart. That would ch- probably chart. Like if, if Drake came out with that, or if Drake sampled Biggie and kind of synthesized it into something modern, that would, I mean, that would be huge. I know I sound like such a, such a fucking basic, basic white boy. Where my, my point of reference for who a successful song could come from is Drake, but he's the first guy that came to head, came to mind, came to my head. Jesus Christ, what's wrong with me? <clears throat> oh man, I've been fighting off this cold for a week now, man. I, I, uh, I was, fuck, I was praying to God I had COVID last week. I woke up, tickle in my throat, started to feel like shit the night before. I was like, okay, maybe this is it. You know, it's not that bad to get COVID now. Now could be the time. Carte blanche, travel wherever you want. No passport, no tests, just free reign for the next six months. Globetrot. So I took a rapid test. I'm fucking praying I got COVID. Nope. I, I, for the life of me, I've been trying to get COVID, man, but I, I, I don't know what I got to do to get this bitch. For the life of me, I don't know what to do to get COVID. I've been trying, man. It doesn't want anything to do with me. My immune system is too fucking elite. I don't know what to do. It's the first time I got sick in three years, actually. Swear to God. First time I got sick in three years. Uh, but yeah, no, your boy was on the DL last week. Felt, uh, felt like ass, but you know, still, uh, still, um, still, uh, put out a standup, uh, set or still, still put on a standup set last week. Second one, dude, it was, this was fucking, this was fucking funny. I talked about Ukraine and that shit from, uh, last pod, I think. Yeah, I think it was last pod 160. It was almost two weeks ago now. Fuck. Sorry about that, by the way. Jesus Christ. I've been good. Listen, I've been good at getting pods out every week. You know, it's been a few months since your boy had to, you know, skip a week. So my bad. Hands up. My mis- my mistake. Apologize. We're back on Wednesdays. It is Wednesday, the 2nd of March, 2022. By the way, uh, yeah. So welcome to episode number 161 of the Calcho Podcast. Sam Adamo coming at you. Got to say that because I have OCD. I got to get that shit out. Um, but no, we just went right into this. Out the gate. No intro. But... Yeah, dude, stand-up set last week. Uh, I did the bit about Vlad Putin not wanting his mother-in-law to move in next door and how I kind of sympathized with him the day before Ukraine got invaded. And I think people could kind of sense that was the direction that we were heading in. And it just didn't go down well. (laughs) It fucking fucking didn't go down well. Oh, my God. Stand-up is such a fucking fine art, man. Uh, I, I got a really, a lot, a lot of, a lot of practice, a lot to hone, man. Long way to the top. I'll get there, man. I'll get there. I know I will. You know, we're going to do it. No one's allowed to come see me. I've decided I'm not advertising it to anyone when I'm doing sets, not talking about it on the pod, not talking about it to friends and shit, but no, not yet anyway, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get there, bro. I'm gonna get there eventually. But dude, I bombed so fucking hard last week. I finished my set like with time to spare and on the fly, I had to decide, do I just end it? Do I do something else? Do I do another bit that I'm probably not going to have time to finish? Or do I crowd work? So I tried improvising and fucking around with the crowd. You're just fishing for something and it just wasn't there. But there was one guy. There was one guy in the crowd who I was fucking with who, who, was, who was killing himself. Because I was just roasting him. And I remember just dead silence for like a minute, two minutes, the last two minutes of the set. No one else was really fucking laughing. I was basically just having a stream of consciousness for like a minute and a half on stage. But this one guy up front is fucking laughing. <laughs> and at the end of the show, he came to me and said, hey, 
Um, I think you got something, man. Just just keep it keep it rolling. Don't worry about it. But you're you're you're, you're funny. You got something. So that was you know nice little nice little nice little uh, you know boost, I guess, after an otherwise uh, underwhelming set. But that was just interesting. I caught myself. I caught myself <laughs> just just completely disregarding all the otherwise negative feedback I got. Like in a room full of forty people, just completely stale. Right, thirty nine people not really laughing. One guy dying just this <clears throat> fucking by him you know by himself laughing one-on-one basically i was having a conversation with the guy in the front row and he was finding it funny and just him alone coming to me and saying hey that was good keep it up that was all the validation i needed that was like okay you know it's good it's good maybe i'm onto something here <laughs> just disregard everything else all the other bad feedback and it just made me realize like you have to be so fucking insane to do this thing but again, maybe I am. Uh, but dude, yeah. So we're uh, we're back on Wednesdays, man. How many times you heard that now? We're we're fucking back on Wednesdays. I had to defer the pod a week. If I had released another one late, we would have been stuck on this weird late schedule. If your wife or girlfriend could be on the same period schedule every fucking month, you'd love that. But if one month she was late. You wouldn't want her to be late again. You would want it to get rectified right away. The next one, right? You don't want to constantly have that stress. Like, what are we doing here? The pod came out. Ooh, the pod came out four days ago, Sam. Can we expect it again on Wednesday? If I'm doing that, I'm not leaving enough time for it to digest. The pod has to be up for a week, I think. If I'm doing weekly pods, it has to be up for a week in order for it to have its full cycle, its full life. I don't know. People fall behind otherwise. They skip episodes. Don't want that. We're back on a regular schedule. Okay. So a lot has happened since the last episode. Naturally. You know, two City on match weeks, you might say, Sam. That's true. Champions League, Sam, you might say. That's also true. Coppa Italia. Accurate. Accurate. Matter of fact. Um, matter of fact, the Coppa Italia is going on right now. As we're recording this, Juve is in the 89th minute. Juve's in the 89th minute right now against Fiorentina. It looks like it'll be the second nil-nil draw in uh, the Coppa Italia this week. Another reason. I mean, that, that's just what the Coppa Italia needs, right? Because nothing better than a nothing better than two stalemates back to back consecutive days to entice people to want to watch midweek soccer when they're you know, tired from watching it for three days straight, Friday through Sunday. That's how you incentivize people to watch the cup competition that people don't otherwise watch as much. Two nil-nil games, that's great. Over two legs, two legs, two-legged affair, two. Yeah, very, very exciting. Holy shit, oh my God. 90th minute, 90th minute winner. Is that an own goal? I'm watching the Juve game right now. Excuse me. Oh my god. Okay, hang on. Fucking started the pod like at the end of the the end of the game, thinking it would end nil nil. Didn't even think it was worth finishing watching. Fino a la fine, as they say. What a stupid starting eleven you've had too. Fucking De Chilio as a center back. You kidding me? But uh, oh my god. Okay. This by by the way, I had no idea that Jose Callejon was still playing for Fiorentina. I was shocked when I saw him on the bench. I was I was absolutely gobsmacked oh my god let me see the replay on that again this is actions happening live in real time bro oh fuck that is a bad on goal lorenzo venuti oh that's too bad well max allegri gets off <clears throat> again a lot of people don't think he could score his team scores many goals they scored three against empoli at the weekend that's true they should have had more that vicario guy it's almost like somebody should uh, pump his tires on a podcast dedicated, supposedly, to Italian football. It's almost like he should start. It's almost like I've been right this whole fucking time. What a game he had the other day against Juve. But what are you going to do, man? Like People are pissed off that they only scored one goal against Villarreal and then sat back after you know scoring 30 seconds into the game. Vlaovic did. I, come on, bro. You know, it's the Champions League. It's, you know, 
Villarreal's not a slouch. They have a decent 11, and they're playing at home. What do you expect them to just roll over and take it up the ass? Like, no, when they get scored on at home, they're going to try to come back and get another goal. We saw that in the second half last week. People are mad thinking that, you know, saying that Max Allegri fucked up so badly that, that it's, 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 almost, it's almost like they're already out of the Champions League. There's another game to play in Turin in a couple of weeks, right? I think, you know, you got to think that they'll have the upper hand in Torino. You know? And uh, and that's it, you know, just people people have PTSD about Max Allegri in the Champions League. People think that people think that it's uh, you know a bad omen because they haven't done especially well in recent years against similar opponents like Porto, Lyon, Ajax, Villarreal are kind of like a similar opponent that you might look past. What are you gonna do? It's, win the fucking next game, you know. Withhold all comments until then. But shit, holy, f- holy fuck. What a bad own goal. Uh, and I think away goals actually still mean something in the Coppa Italia. So that's that's not good for Fiorentina and the Dushan Derby. But what are you going to do? Uh, so otherwise, I mean, so other than that shit that's happened, right? Other than that news. I mean, what else is there? Oh, yeah, uh, fucking World War III is breaking out in Europe, supposedly. That's what we were hearing at the beginning. It's not, I mean, it's not World War III. Let's be honest. I mean, the U.S., NATO, the West, they're just going to let Ukraine die and fight for themselves, right? They'll sanction them, and that's about it. You know, EA, EA Sports is taking Russian teams out of uh, NHL, NHL 22, and about and out of FIFA 22. You know, that might do something, right? The right people are putting pressure wherever they can, however they can. You know, that'll do it. EA Sports, they care. Yeah, that's, that's a little fucking unfair to, like, Zenit St. Petersburg or to Ruben Kazan. What do they do? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of wild. Like, what if you hate? What if you hate Putin in Russia? I think a lot of people like him, but it's kind of like uh, kind of reminds me a bit of Trump. You know, a lot of people loved him. A lot of people hated him. You probably had a lot of people that fucking. You probably have a lot of people that hate Putin, pretty vehemently in Russia. That kind of see through the veil of what's going on there. How do you think they feel? I mean, if you're a Ruben Kazan fan, and you hate Putin, and your team gets taken out of FIFA, you're like, what the fuck? What? what? You imagine? You imagine if an American. Like a Philadelphia Eagles fan who hated Trump couldn't play with the Eagles on Madden because, I don't know, it wouldn't really work in in an NFL game because all the teams are American. But let's say hypothetically, okay, let's say fucking Trump did something and all the American teams got pulled out of FIFA, the uh, the U.S. men's national team, you know, and you fucking you fucking hate Trump. And you want to play as the U.S. men's national team and you can't. That's, that's that's a little silly. That's a little fucking that's a little dicked up. What's the point of that? But, uh, you know, everyone's, everyone's got to do, uh, you know, what they can to show that they disapprove, right? FIFA's doing the same thing. They've banned Russia from, they've banned Russia without banning Russia. They banned the symbolism, right? So no anthem, no flag. The same players are going to be allowed to, to play uh, in, uh, in the World Cup qualifier, I think, this month against Poland. I got to be honest. So Robert Lewandowski came out and said, he backs the Polish national team's decision to not want to play against Russia. They would they would boycott the game. I think initially they were saying they wouldn't want to go to Russia, which is fair. But I think they went as far as to say, listen, we'll just not play the game. Now, i got to be honest with you. If I'm an Italian and, and Italy's playing against Russia and Ciro Immobile comes out and says, we don't want to play against Russia, we'll miss the World Cup if we have to. I'm upset. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to, what am I going to do? Fucking sit here and just claim, claim that, I, uh, that, that I'm such a good person, a person of such, such moral compass that that wouldn't upset me a little bit. No, that would piss me the fuck off. That would really piss me the fuck off. Why must we suffer? Why must we, why must we suffer for something that's totally, totally disconnected from everything that's going on? You know what I'm saying? Separate church and state. Separate politics and football. For the love of Christ. Please, can we not? Anyway, it doesn't really affect me. It doesn't really affect Italians, uh, Italian football fans, that is. Um, but but looks like that game's still going to go on. Whatever. Uh, listen, on a human level, what's going on in Ukraine is f- fucked up. <clears throat> but you know what I realized? So I actually had a guy. I know a guy. I, I was speaking with a guy yesterday. And a guy come by the house who's Ukrainian. Not like... I mean, not like, um, you know, his family 
migrated from Ukraine. No, he, he was in the Ukraine, schooled there, born and raised. He's from there. And he came to Canada like two years ago for university. So he's, he's in tune with what's going on. He's got friends and family over there still. His brothers, his sisters, his parents, his grandparents, they're all over there. And he speaks Russian. Uh, because almost everyone in Ukraine speaks Russian and Ukrainian. Very similar languages, I, from what I understand. Dude, apparently, what the Russians are doing is, he was telling me, they've got these misinformation campaigns whereby they're straight up lying to the Russian people, claiming that the Ukrainians are the aggressor in the situation. And they're showing them footage, kind of like what Korea, what North Korea does when they get killed by Brazil in the World Cup. They'll then show footage of a, a game that just, what I don't know. They'll, they'll just show fake footage. They'll, they'll show actors on a field, or they'll show a game from like thirty years before and claim that, claim that, claim that this was North Korea beating Brazil in the World Cup, even though in reality they got clobbered. Russia's doing a similar thing where they're saying, "Look, look at this footage." They'll show fucking footage of them blowing up Ukrainian cities and claim that it's happening in Russia or something like that. It made me realize, dude, like, so, so, so you, you hear that and you think, holy shit, Russia's fucked up, right? And of course, if Putin wants to sell this shit to people, which isn't in anyone's best interest. It's in nobody's best interest. It's not in Russian's best interest. It's not in Ukrainian's best interest. It's in Putin's best interest. It's in his own selfish best interest. And, you know, his political circle, I would assume. But... It's all due to, you know, this imperialistic, uh, nationalistic idea of grandeur that Putin's always had about Russia, right? I mean, he's, he's a former KGB guy. He was kind of fully on board with the Soviet cause. So, I mean, he's got to get people to sympathize with the cause. What does he do? Propaganda, right? As always. It made me realize, dude, pretty much any fucking time, it's actually nuts. Any time you want to justify something fucked up that you're doing, just lie. Now, this applies to all facets of life, but specifically with politics. We've seen this shit happen before. So I was thinking about the war in Iraq and how for the longest time, dude, I grew up thinking that it was, I grew up thinking that Iraqis were, were bad people. I grew up thinking that Islam was dangerous and that it was a radical faith and that, they wanted to, you know, they wanted death to America. Now, there are extremist groups that do chant death to America in the Middle East, from what we understand. But now, how much of that is because of the fact that the U.S. has been invading the Middle East for decades <laughs> and just bombing schools and claiming that it's for some altruistic reason, but ultimately you realize, you find out that they're just going after their oil or some shit, and then they claim that they have weapons of mass destruction in the Middle East that are a threat to our democracy and our liberty. And people believe it. And 20 years later, people still believe it. And right now in Russia, you have Russians that think that they're the good guys. It's, it's fucking bonkers. And it makes you realize, like, like, none of this shit that's going on right now, none of the armed conflicts going on anywhere in the world are really in the interest of any regular person. On a human level, it doesn't improve anything for anyone. It doesn't. What tends to improve shit for people is when violent conflict is the result of people, citizens, taking back control of their lives by overthrowing crazy governments. But anytime governments tend to tend to stick their nose in people's business, to the point that they're willing to launch missiles and bomb people. That's not really in anyone's best interest, ever. It's, it's fucking funny, right? When, when, when footballers come out and say, stop war, no war, war is senseless. It's annoying, it's easy to poke fun at, right? But, let, but, but give Vlad Putin some fucking mushrooms, bro. Give him some fucking mushrooms. Give him and Volodymyr, what's his name? The, uh, the Ukrainian guy. The comedian, their prime minister, starts with a Z, his last name. Fucking forget. But throw, just fucking get him, in, get him in a room together and just give him, give him macro dose on a bunch of mushrooms and have him come out after five hours and see if they still have 
the same ideas, the same goals. Like, I don't know. Tell you what, Putin would have a fucking bad trip having to face the cognitive dissonance that he probably pushes to the back of his mind, that motherfucker. Uh, but, dude, you know what I love is when they say, uh, hey, uh, rich, famous Russian athlete, what do you think about this? What do you think about what's going on? Because you see so many athletes have gotten on their high horse over the years and preached to people and given their opinions and just shoved them down our throats when we didn't fucking care and didn't want to hear about them. And now that's the precedent. That's, that's the bar. That's the standard. So now everyone needs an opinion on everything. People need to fucking denounce anything that's wrong. Hey, how about you leave fucking Alex Ovechkin the fuck out of this? He who has family in Russia. Now, I, I, it's tough. I think Ovechkin, the hockey player, some people won't know who that is because this is a football podcast predominantly or has become a football podcast predominantly. But Ovechkin, he's, the best, he's like the best Russian hockey player of all time. He's playing right now in the NHL. He plays uh, in Washington. And he actually actively campaigned, I think, for Putin. Now, actively campaigned. I think he might have basically put in a kind word for him in exchange for, you know, Air Force One, whatever the fucking Russian private presidential jet is. They get presidential perks. I don't know if they get tax breaks. So he was kind of in bed with them. To be fair, when he was doing that, Vlad Putin wasn't really... I mean, he wasn't, actively, he wasn't actively trying to take over an entire neighboring country. There was the Crimea shit that happened a few years ago. You know, well, whatever. He wasn't trying to take over an entire country openly, right? But people are now fucking asking Ovechkin his opinion. Like, like how about you shut the fuck up and let the guy be? The guy is family in Russia. If he's, I mean, what do you think? You think you're going to get a real answer out of him? You think you're going to get anything that isn't a political BS answer? If you want to maybe press him and say, hey, why did you back Putin in the past? Hey, you know, hold him accountable for that if you want, sure. But hey, what do you think of what he's doing? Dude, what do you think he thinks? What the fuck do you think he thinks? He thinks whatever keeps his family alive. That's what he thinks. LeBron James, bro, was so brave <laughs> coming out a couple years ago in cushy America talking about how terrible a place America is. Really puts that shit into perspective now. When you see people who actually can't come out and criticize their state and their government because it would put their family at risk. But dude, I love... Dude, one thing I saw, bro. I saw one thing. I'm actually mad. I'm actually fucking mad talking about this. Try to lighten up here, dude. One thing I saw that I couldn't get over that made me laugh was um, when I saw that a bunch of countries, a bunch of Western countries, in an attempt to try to squeeze Russia out, have been implementing pretty heavy sanctions over the last week. Uh, economic sanctions, they've cut them out of SWIFT, the banking system, basically. I think it's a no-fly zone out of Russia now. Basically, all flights in and out of Russia, all commercial flights aren't happening anymore. But as of last week, anyway, there was one thing, there was one thing, that hadn't been put on hiatus. And that was Italian designer brands were still given an exception. They could still ship their products into, into Russia so that the oligarchs could buy, could, go, could buy Gucci loafers. And fucking, fucking Prada jackets and Dolce Gabbana shoes. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Just cut those out. I love a Oh my god. I, I love how the fucking head of Giorgio Armani was actually, like, the, the, the fucking head of Gucci was actually making, like, making a point. He had to probably be on phone calls saying, hey, what are we going to do about this? This is bad for business. How are we going to get around this? You know, the Russians can't fly to Dubai. They can't fly to Mykonos. They can't fly to Miami right now. They can't fly to London. They can't fly to Monaco. They can't buy our shit there. They can only buy our shit in Moscow, St. Petersburg. We got to make sure that our shit gets there. What can we do? And they found a solution. So, you know, hitting them where it hurts. If you really want to hit them where it hurts, just don't let the oligarchs. Don't let the oligarchs fucking buy that shit anymore, man. Don't let the oligarchs buy that shit. Their wives will drive them crazy. 
And they'll go to Vlad Putin and say, hey, listen, you got to fucking do something because this ain't working anymore. I'm going to fucking blow my brains out if you don't fix this. Maybe that's how, that's how you fucking solve that shit. Oh, man. Dude, it's March, motherfuckers. And you know what that means? We got another couple of weeks before we learn if we miss a World Cup for eight straight years. That's right. It's three weeks away. And I got to say, I'm liking some of the shit I'm reading. I read an article the other day saying that Roberto Mancini apparently met in Rome with Ciro Immobile, Mattia Zaccagni. Mm. Mm. Sorry, <clears throat> couldn't help myself. Mm. Jesus Christ. I, just, I hear his name and it just kind of, ooh, just gets me going. Uh, Lorenzo Pellegrini and Brian Cristante. Apparently he met with them for lunch, which I love. I fucking love that. He met him for lunch to have a little chat, to talk tactics. Talk about the plan, how they might fit into the team. What some of the things they might need to look out for are before the Macedonia game. I like that. I fucking like that. I like that he's implementing these kind of conversations into the... Uh, in, 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 I don't know. I like it. I like that he's kind of keeping touch with them. Face-to-face. Sit-downs. You know? The players act really polite to the wait staff around him. They order chicken breast. They don't order carbonara. They order, you know, they, they don't drink any wine, mineral water, salad. Gotta eat clean. We're focused on this for the nation. This is important. This is important for you. This is important for me. This is important for my family. This is important for everyone, for my neighbor. I'm gonna eat clean. I'm gonna listen attentively. Mister, I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate the opportunity. I won't let you down, sir. I fucking like that. I like not only that he's going to have Mattia Zaccani, excuse me, uh, as part of the team. He'd be nuts not to, by the way. But I like that he's going to maybe, you know, do it knowing that Chiro Immobile is kind of the guy, right? So you get the guy that plays with him at Lazio, who he plays off of, and say maybe this could work. Maybe this could work, but we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. You know, the barriers come down. Roma, Lazio, doesn't matter. We're talking here as Italians. We're talking here as Azzurri members. I really fuck with that shit, man. I think we are going to win. I really do. Portuguese players are all over the place. Turkish players are all over the place. There's a lot of Turks that play in Turkey, but the Italians are very... I don't know, they, all, they almost all play in a very tight space. I mean, they, they all, you know, it's a couple cities, city to city. I mean, very easy to communicate with one another. They could, Roberto Mancini can hop on a train and watch guys play, check in with them. I fucking like it. I do. Marco Verratti and Jorginho are out of the country. I forgot about that. Emerson Palmieri is too. Uh, whatever. Gigio Donnarumma. It's, it's not foolproof, but... You get the gist, right? Like, a lot of key players he's keeping in touch with. I like that, man. Apparently, he was talking about just some of the... I don't know how the article or the journalist who wrote the article could have possibly known this, but from what I understand, I believe he was just kind of trying to implement some ideas. That's really it. Just just go over some ideas. Because, again, th- there's no training sessions, right? And it's like there's not there's not enough time, right? We there there is that too, which is a little concerning, right? Like, listen, we got to scramble here to make sure that we can imp- we, we we can kind of have these ideas seep in. But that's international football, you know. It's not it's not like club football where you're on the pitch with these guys all the time. You have them a couple of weeks a year, so or a few weeks a year. So you gotta you gotta get creative. So I really fucking like that shit, man. I'm excited for that in a couple of weeks. Really am. Lorenzo Insigne is probably going to wind up starting, I think. He's had a good run of games here for for uh, Napoli. Uh, tough result for them in the Europa League last week, but dude, uh, what a fucking result that was for them against Lazio, speaking of Lazio the other day. Otherwise, really tight game, but a last-second winner, basically, by Fab- by Fabian Ruiz, set up by Lorenzo Insigne, and because of, made possible because of his composure. 
and you know, Napoli are in fake first now, which is to say they're in first place, but Inter have a game in hand, but they're in fake first. And it's looking a little tight now, man. From first to, to fourth, seven points separate Napoli and Juve. I will not claim that Juve is back in the race. I won't. They got to be within a game's worth. I don't know. They got to be a game's points worth away from first place in order for me to consider them back into it. I won't openly say I think Juve is back in. But Milan and Inter have been dropping quite a few points. Inter in particular have really slipped up. Now, the numbers would indicate that Inter will probably wind up winning based on the fact that, I mean, they seem to be putting up similar numbers to last year. If you look at the analytics, if you look at the metrics, if you're into that shit, Inter, you could argue, have probably been the best team in Serie A just based on what the numbers might indicate. But here we are. You know, they have to beat Salernitana in a couple of days. They probably will. If they do, they'll go first. Fine. That'll be their game in hand. That's fair. But again, like, actually, is that their game in hand? I could be, I could be fucking totally wrong on that. I think it is their game in hand, to be fair. Uh, but look, um, <clears throat> actually, no, no. So so in a week's time, they'll still have a fucking game in hand. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know when they're going to play that game. That's going to be what wins the Scudetto, for being honest. That's, that's what's going to be what fucking wins or loses it. Is that last game is going to decide whether or not Napoli, Inter, or Milan win it. But look, Juve have kind of clawed back into it. They're within striking distance. That's good. It's exciting. It's important that Juve be in a title race. That involves the other big boys just because it's fucking good for the narrative. It'll be a really exciting last couple months of the season now here. These next two months will be riveting, I tell you. But no, credit to Napoli, man, for not fucking giving up in that Lazio game. Lazio were, I mean, they, 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 they kind of, listen, they, they, they dropped the ball slightly, but it looked like Lazio was going to claw back into it. I mean, Pedro got that late goal to draw level and that you know you felt like that was it but man non si arrende mai man napoli do not fucking quit i have a lot of respect for this team people were pissed after the barcelona game last week it's like dude like and i talked about this in depth on the blaugrana podcast uh last week if you want to check that out blaugrana podcast in english it was a good time a good chat you definitely want to check that out we didn't really talk a ton of football I just thought it was an interesting chat. If you, if you, you know, if you got an hour to burn in the car, it was an interesting conversation. It was kind of like a cultural podcast. I probably should have legit just asked for the audio and released it as the podcast last week instead of releasing nothing. But, dude, Napoli fans were pissed last week, dude. I saw a lot of fans in Naples in particular that I follow were fucking vexed. And it's like, bro, it's it is fucking it is Barcelona, man. I get it. You want to win in your home stadium. You want to give a game to them. I know it's not a great Barcelona team, but. Look, it was a shitty game. The fact of the matter is, they fucking they, they 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 really fucking blew it. But they also were in a position where they had to go, they had to try to score early on, and, and they kind of left themselves open as a, as a result. Granted, I mean, you could argue that they shouldn't have allowed those two goals early on to happen, go down two nothing early in the game. But I wouldn't sleep on Napoli, man. No European football. You know, I think Juve are going to probably wind up, if they can beat Villarreal, their focus is going to be primarily on the Champions League. I really do think that. So if, if Inter can slip up or lose that game in hand or draw that game in hand, I've been saying it for a long time, the narrative, Insigne, last season, Napoli. If it can't be Juve, it's got to be them. It's got to be them. I wouldn't hate it. Little brother. You know, I, I view them as little brothers. They certainly don't view us as being related as all at all as me, you know, with me being a Juventino. But that's that's the truth, man. And I know that's condescending, but that's how I see things. I really would, you know, I wouldn't mind if they got one over on everyone else if it wasn't to be my team. Although it would be fucking exciting if my team could come back into it. I'd pull for that all day. Uh, Man, dude, so am I the only one who loses my mind playing this Wordle game? I'm sorry. I know it's a bit annoying. Everyone posts about it. They post their, their tiles, their Wordle tiles of the day. 
dude, I was so fucking pissed off the other day. I was on like a 40-day, 30, 40-day win streak. And for some fucking reason, the algorithm screwed me over. After I got my result yesterday, after I correctly guessed the word yesterday, it said that that was the first win I got. It said I was on a one-day streak and that my maximum streak was one. It wiped clean my entire track record. And I was so upset, man. I was so fucking fuming because I wanted to, you know, I was proud of the fact that I hadn't gotten anything wrong yet. But I got to say, I can't help have noticed the stark change that's happened on Wordle since the New York Times took over, since they bought it out. And, you know, I think it's a great example of just how badly New York liberals will ruin anything. New York liberals who study English literature will ruin everything. That's just, that's just a fact. They love Seinfeld, but they're pretentious about it. They like Seinfeld in a pretentious way. You know, they love crossword puzzles. They love fucking bagels and locks in Greenwich Village. I'm basically describing Jews in New York. But here's the thing. A lot of them aren't even Jews. They just, they just fucking, they just fucking eat that culture up. These are people from like the Midwest. These are people from fucking the South, from Georgia. And they move up to New York and they just claim they're New Yorkers. They study English literature at NYU. They're Dream is to be, you know, to what can work or write for the New York Times. Or come up with words to stump old ladies in the crossword puzzle. And now they have it in the digital space. It's Wordle. This is their, this is the crossword puzzle of the, of the digital age for Gen Z kids. It totally is. And millennials who have lower, shorter attention span. They don't have enough time to sit on the shitter and do a crossword puzzle. They'll do a Sudoku type thing that takes about five to 10 minutes before you tap out. That's perfect for people my age. That's what New York Times is doing now. That's what they're doing. But it drives me nuts, man. Some of the fucking words, the gall they've got for some of these fucking words, just trying to fuck us over. But you know, I haven't gotten any wrong yet. I haven't gotten any wrong yet. It is kind of, so is it bad for them to maybe weed out some of the weak? That's the thing. Forces me to stay on my toes, you know? Forces me to think about some of the Yiddish words. They haven't used the Yiddish word yet, but I keep thinking any day they could just use chutzpah or something like that. I think chutzpah is more than five letters, but you get the point. You got to be on guard. could be anything. It doesn't even necessarily have to be English words anymore, Wordle. But, you know, it is funny to see, it is funny to see dumb white girls uh, fizzle out now and not be able to do Wordle anymore because these, pretend, these pretentious English literature New York liberals are just, who love Saturday Night Live uh, are just are fucking them over. And they think that Leslie Jones and Pete Davidson are fucking really funny. To be fair, they, they are, but they kind of like put that on a pedestal over any of the other kind of stand-up comedy that exists, you know? Not as big on like Shane Gillis and stuff. They like the dry stuff. A lot of them love Amy Schumer too. That's true. I'm just painting a really wide brush now. I'm painting a really wide fucking brush. <laughs> I'm painting with a really wide brush, I should say. Um, but yeah, man, dude, my world streak is gone and I'm, I'm pissed off. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I'm fucking pissed about that, man. What else, man? What else? What else before we... Dude, oh, okay, get this. I wanted to share this on the pod. This is story time. Okay. So I generate my income through e-commerce now. I have for a while. Since last year. I sell shit. Mostly on Amazon. And bro, I, you know, you got to give the people what they want. I've been selling a lot of dildos. I've been selling a lot of dildos lately. I've been selling them like a motherfucker, bro. People have been buying them like crazy. It's the best idea I've ever had. Selling Kegel balls now too, vibrators that suck the clit at the same time. And I'm just going, I'm just, I'm fucking, I've become a full-on pop-up Amazon sex shop. And you want to know what's fucking unreal? You know who my best clients are? The best selling items I have right now are dildos and the best buying clients are all in the Bible Belt. Almost exclusively. Southern U.S., Georgia, North Carolina, a lot of men, a lot of men. 
you know, whatever. I get it. They don't want to go down to the store. It's a little embarrassing. They're curious. Dude. Uh, but by the way, by the way, takes takes thirty days to ship. I order ship from China. Takes thirty days to ship. People are still willing to buy dildos. That's how desperate people are for eight-inch dildos in the Bible Belt. That they're willing to buy it from some Canadian douchebag who orders them from China, and they're not going to see it for thirty fucking days. The Bible Belt. Man. That's how sexually repressed they are down there, man. I couldn't believe the first day. I was like, I expected a bunch of women to be ordering them, like you know, just sad old women. Dudes from the Bible Belt and a few women, a few kinky women from the Bible Belt. Now, kinky, here's the thing. If I said that in public, if I said that in a room full of New York liberals who write for the New York Times, they would probably take exception. They probably wouldn't like me saying that an 8-inch dildo is a kink, right? Why should women be shamed for their sexuality and for masturbating? I hear you. But... If I was going to use a silicone object to get off, I would feel a little ashamed. I wouldn't feel proud of that. You know what I mean? Ashamed is a strong word. I mean, I'm different. I'm a guy. But those fleshlights, I don't think the overwhelming feeling you get when you're done using it is pride. There's, 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 you know, there's shame involved for sure. Probably overarchingly so. Probably more than any other feeling. It's it's shame. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're a little bit ashamed of the fact that you're using a piece of silicone to get off. Why else would people be ordering it on Amazon? How desperate are these people? 30 days, it's not going to come for. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm ordering it anyway. I could get it at the store. No, people are ashamed to get it at the store. <laughs> yeah, dude. But nobody has ordered them in fucking New York. Nobody from California has ordered a fucking dildo yet. It's been a week. 30 million people in California. One in, 10, one in 10 Americans lives in the state of California. Not one of them has fucking ordered a dildo. But people in Oklahoma have ordered dildos. In California, they don't care. They got sex shops everywhere. But it's also... also it's kind of... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of encouraged. It's, you know, in a godless place like California... <laughs> But in Oklahoma, where people still go to church, you got to do it on the low, baby. Sound that funny, man. Oh, my God. Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, a couple of Arkansas. Florida, Florida's not Bible Belt, but I mean, Florida's just, Florida's a wild card place. I've gotten a bunch of sales from Florida. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. It's really fun. What's fun is when you got to reach out to someone because of like an issue or something, like their address is fucked up and you got to confirm it. It's like, hey, um, I want to deliver your dildo, but your address doesn't work. Like it, it, it says it's not valid. You want to just confirm your P.O. box, please. <laughs> and then people remember. People realize that a real human being has to, f has to fulfill these orders. They just never answer and they cancel. They cancel the order. That's happened once before. Oh, man. Shame is a really strong emotion that people feel. Very powerful. Very moving force. Shame is, you know. Like shame is forcing Mattia Destro to come to MLS now, for example. That's happening. He's gonna sign for Toronto FC, it looks like, potentially. Toronto FC, I mean they're just they're just gonna they're just they're just they're just trying to get all the Woodbridge in to games at BMO Field. That's what they're doing. Domenico Criscito's gonna sign for them as well, apparently. I don't know, I don't know, man. Just why else would you do that if you're if you're listen, if you're if you're Mattia Destro? And to be fair, there's money too. You're probably gonna get a lot more money in MLS than you will in Italy anywhere at this point in time. But it's like, aren't you embarrassed? Lorenzo Zini is gonna go there and be the star. But I don't know. It's kind of a it's kind of a bit of a scrappy play. Like, aren't you a little bit embarrassed of the fact that they're clearly going after you because you're Italian? They're kind of they're going after you because you're Italian, bro. It's kind of I don't know. It's don't you feel a little bit don't you feel a little bit objectified? You know, don't you feel like you're part of some weird Toronto FC directors? Kink, you know, his weird, this weird Italian kink he seems to have. He doesn't care who it is, as long as they're Italian. And to be fair, that'd be a great duo in MLS. Mattia Destro and Lorenzo Insigne. And that's about all I could talk about on the subject. Because we're not allowed to discuss MLS on this podcast because of the non-disclosure agreement, which 
I think I can disclose exists, but I can't disclose the contents of. Ah, oh, man. Listeners, it's good to be back, man. I am, uh, I'm sorry about the wait last week. We'll be back on a regular, on a regular schedule coming out on Wednesdays. Uh, henceforth, we'll be trying to. You know, stay, uh, you know, stay safe out there, man. Stay the fuck safe out there. You know, enjoy the games on the weekend. Man, I cannot wait for the fucking, for the fucking World Cup playoff this month. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll talk about it a little bit more next week. Nick Gentiletti's coming on. Haven't had him on for a while. We're going to have him on for an in-person interview. He's going to Vegas this weekend, so I'm hoping he gets a couple of Vegas stories in for us. That'll be a lot of fun, man. Until then, listeners, I love you all. Please follow the podcast on all platforms, at Cultural Podcast, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all that good shit. Subscribe. Rate us five stars if you listen on Apple Podcasts, which most of you do. Uh, so go ahead. It helps out the algo. Stay tuned, bro. A lot of good shit coming this year. You know it. Uh, you know, and then, uh, that's it. Much love. Thanks for your patience. And, uh, you know, hopefully the next time I get sick, it is COVID. And dude, before we actually wrap, that reminds me of something. I got to tell you a story. What happened the other day at Sunday league, bro, on a Saturday, but it's still Sunday league because it's men's league and it's garbage and it's seven aside and it's on a terrible turf field and an indoor complex. You guys know if you're in North America, that's how you have to play football. If you live in the East coast where it's fucking cold in the winter. Uh, so this isn't federated. This isn't legit soccer. This is just like in the winter. I got nothing else going on soccer wise. I want to play. You play in this garbage league, old men, fat, great touch, terrible cardio, that type of league still get killed a lot of the time. No slide tackling in the league because the old men don't want it, dude. So, so I'm in the changing room by myself. Everyone else has left. I'm the last guy in the room and I'm on my phone. I think I'm checking scores or something. I'm on Twitter. And now, dude, I get it. It's a bit of a dick move to take up a changing room if you're just sitting in there doing nothing. But I've been in there maybe a minute, okay? I haven't been in there for fucking half an hour. Now, generally, it's customary. If you see somebody in a changing room, you pop your head in and you fuck off. You don't come into the room. Dude, I'm inside the room, just on my phone, clearly, in the sight line of anyone who wants to peep in. And a guy in full kit, cleats on, boots on, shin pads on, runs right off one of the pitches, doesn't say a word. Go straight into the fucking bathroom stall in the changing room that I'm in. Doesn't say anything. Proceeds to start taking a leak. Long, long leak for like 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I shit you not. Thick stream. While he's pissing, I'm just so fucking dumbfounded by what's going on. The fact that the guy didn't say anything and that the guy didn't like see me in there and then just move to another room. How entitled he felt to just fucking run on in. As he's taking a leak midstream, I yell out, Ming, make yourself at home. Make yourself comfortable. Doesn't say anything. Blows his nose. Silence. Blows his nose. And I said, no, don't say anything, really. Don't answer. It's cool. I'm talking to you. (laughs) No reason. Because I'm legitimately dumbfounded, you know. So I turned into Larry David when that shit happens. And guy fucking doesn't flush, runs out, doesn't say a word. We deserve to get nuked. We truly do. We're the worst. People suck. People do. And one, one guy, one guy walked in. This, this is all within five minutes. So I'm in the room for a minute. Guy walks in, takes the leak, leaves. Maybe four minutes later, as I'm about to leave. And, it, and that's besides the point. The fact I was about to leave. Some dude walks in, knocks on the door this time at least. And the gall. Yes, sorry. Um... French guy from France. I, I distinguish that because French Canadians, very lax, very chill people. French people from France, of which there are many in Montreal. A little bit entitled. A little bit entitled, generally. You could see that. That's not that far-fetched, right? A French guy being entitled. Walks into the room. Is it cool if I just, you know, you, you mind if I change? I go, hey, what am I going to say? No, right? Yeah, it's fine. Knock yourself out. I tell him, anyway, I'm, le- I'm leaving anyway, right? I'm about to head out anyway. The guy fucking comes on in. This is the most European fucking thing ever. Guy comes on in and strips down to his bare dick and changes. It's like, dude, come on, man. I don't care, okay? I know what the locker room is, but what the fuck? Now I feel like, I feel perverse. I feel like you're doing this because you like, I don't know, you, you like when there's a voyeur looking at you. I feel like you, you wanted to come into the room because I was in here. Made me uncomfortable. I swear to God. So 
I'm fucking, you know, I turn and I see he's got his dick. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck, right? Because you don't want to be like caught staring. So I start coughing up a lung. I'm hacking up a lung because I'm sick as a dog. Not COVID, wish it was, right? Wish I could have COVID, just get it out of the way. For the life of me, I don't know what I got to do to get COVID, but I don't have it. I didn't have it at the time when this happened a couple days ago. She starts looking at me funny. With his shirt on and his pants off and his dick out. Swear to God, dick out. Looks at me funny. And I look at him, dead in the eye. And I go, ah, sorry, don't worry about it. It's fine, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing serious. Don't worry about it, it's just Omicron. And I get up and I leave. <laughs> I swear to God. And he had a look on his... <coughs> and I'm not even... This is the remnants of that cough. The guy had a look on his face like, I, you just seen a ghost. And I just fucked off. I said, ah, don't worry about it. It's just Omicron. And I left. Fucking threw the bag over my shoulder. And I left the guy there with his dick out. <laughs> just fucking shriveled up shrinkage from the cold. From a gust of wind coming in from outside. Uh, so I got, I got one back on him. I thought that was funny. It's really fun to fuck with people, man, for no reason. But, you know, I, it's great to not believe in karma. It really is. It's fun to be an asshole. Listeners, I love you, though. I will never be an asshole to any of you guys. You know I'm a nice guy. Come on. It's, it's, it's all in good fun, right? Deep down, you guys all love fucking with people, too. You just don't admit it on an open forum, right? On an open platform. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You're a human being. You know, you're flawed. It's fun to fuck with people. That's why when we're kids, we like stepping on ads. It's like we, we like having control over people and inflicting minimal amounts of pain. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I respect that. Okay, much love to you all. Till next week, we'll catch you soon. A la próxima. Enjoy the outro. Ciao. Fly, fly up town when I'm feeling down. I wanna do retail where you retail. BP with a gang of weak. I need some female energy. Suck my soul. I lost my breath. She got me breathing heavily. Toxic relationship, my queen, but me and the tea got chemistry. Told her that I'm a Gemini, now she on Google, checking the compatibility. She wanna see if I got the agility, she wanna see if I got the ability, huh? I went round three, she went round four, she killing me, huh? ADHD, my trigger finger fidgety, my trigger finger fidgeting. I feel like I need amphetamine. We had a party ton of the MDMA and ketamine. My bro get a box and step on a gang, make money off rock, Led Zeppelin. One cool away from a tent and take one cool and they get to step The band all hostile, but if it weren't for the trappers, I'll be popped down. Of course, I would have made an M on tour last year.